Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. All at It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy would like to dedicate the two shows that have been released today to former Leicester City player Frank Worthington, who has sadly passed away on the 22nd of March, age 72. Thanks for the good times, Frank. Welcome to It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, uh, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans for Leicester City fans. And today we're joined by a true legend of our club, Steve Walsh, 449 games, 62 goals for the club. How are you, Steve? Yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah, it's good to be on. It's, uh, I've been doing quite a few of these Zoom meetings, obviously for the club as well. I'm doing one straight after. And um, yeah, it, it's just nice to communicate and kind of uh, obviously difficult times at the moment. It'd be great if we can get back into the stadiums, but um, this is the next best thing at the minute and uh, it's keeping me going, really. Yeah, it's nice to have that interaction, isn't it? And what, yeah. what are you doing for the club at the moment then? What capacity well, are you Well, we're doing quite a bit. It's mainly a lot of Zoom meetings um, and, you know, even like phoning the fans. I've got this plan now that the club are doing where we actually ring a few supporters and just see how they are and have a good chat, you know. So I've created a few friends. And um, obviously, match day, I do the Leicester City TV radio. So um, I don't do every one, but I do quite a lot. And uh, and, and that's about it for Leicester, really. Um Myself and Muzzy have got um, an academy which um, we're pretty busy with uh, at the minute because it's education. We're back in and uh, I'm full steam ahead there. So, uh, yeah, it's just um, I'm juggling things around and uh, fitting in nicely. Yeah, I, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think I read this sort of towards the end of last year, but are you opening up a couple of new locations with the AFDA? Yeah, we've got, well, well we've, we've got one guaranteed. Uh, that's in Colville with... Uh, our education providers Apollo, uh, so it's it, it's our first type kind of uh, venture out to a new open a new site. Uh, Lutterworth is still on hold at the minute. Uh, we've not got the numbers there really to run one just yet, but we're creating a bit of recruitment this year, and uh, hopefully next year that'll be uh, up and running as well. So yeah, it's going very well. We've got about 
uh, 80 kids at the moment, you know, and four teams. And so it's, it's quite, quite demanding, quite hard work. And, um, you know, but it's, it's going well. So uh, me and Muzzy are quite pleased with that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've got quite a few things happening, really. Is it um, is it one of those that the other ex players that have got their own academies? Is there a little bit of rivalry there? Because I know there is Matt, a Matt, bit. Matt Piper's yeah. got his, and Ian, we've got yeah. Mark Draper that we've had on the show that's yeah. sort of around the area as well. Um, I guess yeah, we, we call it rivalry, but uh, it's friendly uh, rivalry, if you will. Obviously, we uh, we know how these kids work and what it's about, but it's great to get a win against uh, you know one of your rivals, I suppose, and. Uh, we uh, last year my team beat Fuchs's academy twice, so that was kind of uh, you know we were really pleased with that. He came down and left after half an hour when they were three down. So <laughs> that's the yeah. sort of leadership you want, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It serves him right for opening it up around the corner from us. So it was silly, really, but uh, no, he's uh, he's a great bloke, and um, we uh, we cross paths sometimes. And uh, you know, like I say, he's doing a good job for Leicester as well, isn't he? It's still. Uh, still playing and still being in the squad at least he's a good uh, squad player and yeah. Um, yeah we've got a good uh, good rivalry how are you feeling after yesterday what a result that was yes yeah. oh god yeah that was incredible yeah uh, I was a little bit concerned about the game but when I saw the starting line I thought there's a definite you know I could see how he was going to set up and um, we were very solid you know right through the team and uh, and, and he just you know he was great to see Harry Maguire have a bit of a messy game and uh, you know <laughs> a mess up with a couple of goals so uh, that was pleasing you know you look at, uh, at now he's gone the three centre backs are probably as good if not better than what, what he was so it was a tremendous deal for the club paid for the training ground more or less and um, you know but yesterday was was special because now we've got Southampton. It gives us an, an even better chance to get to Wembley, you know, and especially, you know, the FA Cup. We've not won that in the history of the club, have we not? And um, we've been close a couple of times. It'd just be nice getting there. I think Brendan Rodgers, if we can just get there at least, we've got a chance. We beat Man City. You know, if they're going to beat Chelsea, then um, who knows? Um, we're good enough on our day and uh, and still been crippled with, uh, you know, some bad injuries, which yeah. is... Um, it's a shame, really, because if we if we if we got these fit still, I think we'd have really you know gone on to have a fantastic season. We are we are doing. We're having one of the best seasons we've had, and uh, but now we're looking at second place, aren't we? So we're competing for that as well as um, you know staying in that Champions League slot into fourth if it if it does go wrong. So we're a seven point gap and. Things are going well. Brendan's, you know, it's a very, very good manager, true manager. I think tactically got it right again against Man United. Um, and yeah, we, we should have scored more goals, really, shouldn't we? When you look at it, Vardy's not quite firing on all cylinders, is he? Um, but now Iannaccio, obviously, what can you say? I think he, you know, he needed to show us what he can do. He's not performed well enough. Um, he's not really he looks like he's not trying you know but um, now I think he knows that he's got to make a name for himself and he's certainly uh, you know when we've needed him now he's uh, stepped up yeah, I think we're all feeling Vardy's pain at the minute. You know, I think we all kicked the goalpost with him yesterday after he skins Harry Maguire, then he puts it through his legs and it would have been an absolutely perfect moment for, for him. And he, I couldn't believe that he dragged that wide. Do you think he just yeah. needs one, just a, an instinctive finish for him to come and stick his leg out and get... Yeah, all, listen, all, all good strikers and, uh, you know, they, they just, 
you'll score one and you'll score another eight on top of that, you know, um, in the next few weeks. And we've we've got some good games coming up when you think about it. After we play Man City, um, you know, I think that's our next um, game, isn't it, Man City? So that's going to be tough. If we get through that unscathed, then you've got a run of, you know, four or five games that you think we can win them all. You know, and I think we need to win probably five games out of the remaining eight to nine to guarantee a Champions League spot, you know, but not second. You know, I don't know, it might just go a bit further than that, but um, it's a great opportunity. We've got Newcastle and uh, who else? We've got some lower teams. West Brom. uh, West Brom, you know, and you look at these and these are must-win games, which, uh, you know, I've targeted, but we'll probably do it the hard way and go and beat Man City and... uh, and then Tottenham and uh, Chelsea or something to, to do it, but uh, but we've got it's on a it's there it's there for the taking. Um, just a bit distracted with Barnes and um, you know James Justin. I think that's two killer blows. Madison at the minute we don't know when he's back, but uh, hopefully he's uh, going, going to be back in the next week or two. Uh, yeah. And uh, if them three, imagine that in the th- team we've got a very strong um, squad which has helped. Um, in this period so we scrambled a few games and um, you know what can you say we're in a great position now that you know you're not playing three games a week anymore it's going going to go down to one or two now with the little breaks in between they they need this rest these lads it's been uh, it's been torture really I I couldn't imagine playing it myself yeah it's been a tough season isn't it of course you know what it's like to lead a Leicester City team out at Wembley and also lift a cup (laughs) for us but how was that you know when you entered the door in 1986 at Leicester City did you still think in your wildest dreams 35 years later you still have so much of the club in your heart and and how was it to Uh, to lead them out like that yeah I I, I don't I wouldn't have thought that way no obviously not Um, I, I signed for Leicester because I wanted to play at the top level. It was my only chance at that time, and um, to play in the top, you know, top league, which was the first division then. So, you know, I jumped at the chance to just put out. A, it wasn't about money; just about uh, you know playing against the best players and uh, competing at the top level. So, good uh, health that we got relegated in the first season, which was unfortunate, and it was a fight ever since. And uh, you know, I was played with players. We never had a complete team like Leicester have got now. We, we'd have, you know, six, seven really, really good players and the rest were just making it up, if you will. And, and it was a struggle in, in all positions, especially my position centre-back. I felt, you know, I was carrying um, a lot of players for, for so many years. Yet, um, you know, in the end, we got that um, dream team with Martin O'Neill, uh, those years were fantastic, but I, I, it's been a roller coaster ride. You know, when you say walking out of Wembley, it's still, you know, it sends shivers now that down the, the feeling and the, you know, as, as a captain to walk out in front of 70 odd thousand was, uh, was incredible. You know, it really was. And uh, my um, pathway into success seemed to be the 90s, really. Um, and, you know, you look at that decade. And I think we played at Wembley seven times. I played six of those seven, um, and you know, four playoff finals. It was it was a unbelievable, really. When you think to play that many times at, at Wembley in a decade is is probably unheard of from quite a lot of people. You speak about highs and lows in a roller coaster as well. Even to break that down to Wembley in the nineties for you, obviously ninety two. David Speedy took a little tumble, didn't he? And there, dived over I your leg. Remind, remind, remind me of that one. Yeah, no, yeah. Wait, it was never a penalty. I'm not. I'm still not having that. No, Thirty years later, but it would have been grateful. But uh, totally, yeah. And, yeah, and, and then 
he chucked himself down, to be honest, but, yeah. you know, he got and then it. The heartbreak of 93, 3-0 down, cool. back to 3 all and losing that. And then the silence of the Rams, wasn't it, in 94? Yeah. What a yeah. day that was. Is that, that What do you remember about that day? Well, oh, I, as you probably know, I was injured all that, that season with my knee. I had a cruciate knee injury at, at Middlesbrough and um, I was out for six, seven months, I think it was. And uh, and then I just got a game in before the final, I think it was. Um, I was never fit, really. Um, and I remember Brian Little sitting me down and, you know, asking me, was I fit? You know, he needed to know if I was 70% fit. I told him I am. And, uh, and he said, well, you're playing then. So, uh, and I knew him, oh, I was nowhere near that. Uh, but, you know, we had these tablets that you have and I, I couldn't feel too much pain at all. Um, but I'd obviously done some damage during that game because at the start of the next season, I only played one game, I think it was. And then at Blackburn away, I, I did my uh, cartilage. So I had knackered my knee up really. But uh, no, I, from what I remember, the game, it was, you know, Derby should have won that game. They had enough chances to to win that. They bottled it really, and uh, I thought we played the wrong lineup and the wrong system. Uh, he went for three big lads up front: myself, Orman, Droid, you Roberts, and I was very surprised that he did that. Um, but he, you know, he could say it paid off, but uh, I, you know, I didn't think it was the ideal scenario in the circumstances of who we were playing, and uh, we were quite wide open at times. And um, maybe I should have played at the back, but uh, obviously <laughs> history tells you differently. So, um, but the first goal, obviously, was just a, a Gary Coates with punt up front. And um, and I just remember jumping like over Ewan and using my arm and he, he kept his elbow into the keeper and and uh, just got my head to it. And, and it just, it was weird that it was a spinning ball. And uh, I think it was Williams, wasn't it? It was, ball, yeah, on the line. Like, right? And I couldn't believe it had gone in, to be honest. So uh, it, it was just great to... I think we were 1-0 down, were we then? Were we 1-0 yeah, down? Yeah, we were 1-0 down, yeah. Answer, yeah. And, and obviously the the, the goal, um, did I, I think I played it to Jolchin. Jolchin played it wide, didn't he, for Grayson? and Crossed and, it in. Yeah. Terrific cross. And my momentum just got into the box. I, I thought Omandroid had scored, really did. And um, it was a terrific save. And it just fell nicely. So, uh, like I say, it was just at the right place at the right time. Uh, I suppose you could call it instinct, you know. Um, so it was, for me, elation in a way of, uh, you know, so many things that happened in my life, you know, then. And um, and getting over that injury was was hard work. It really was one of the worst injuries I've ever had in my life, you know. I'm still paying the price now. I need a new knee now. Well, I need two new knees, but I'm not having any more operations. I've had about 26 operations in my career. Uh, so I'm about knackered already. So uh, Did you ever feel you wouldn't play again with that injury? Because I think... I did, uh, yeah. Was, was I, it Oakwell? Was it Barnsley? Or it, Middlesbrough? No, it was at uh, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, yeah. There's some part, yeah. And um, it was really weird because... I, I was running, it was a, early on in the season and I was just running towards the touchline and no one there. And I think my studs just slightly caught in the grass and it just twisted my knee. It just felt like the side of my knee had come out and gone back in. And um, it was weird because it was, I was brand new after about 20 seconds, nothing wrong. So I went back on and then put all my weight onto it and it just caved in. I'd obviously done the damage. So it, it, was, it was quite a bad, you know, I knew something was wrong. Mm. Uh, stretched it off people didn't know um, and the doctor came in with a massive brandy in his hand 
and said, I think you've nicked your cartilage, young man. So and that was it. He was drunk, was the physio, um, <laughs> as you do in them days. And uh, I remember sitting at the back of the bus. I know I've done some damage here. I know, uh, you know, so we tried to have a scan, but the swelling was that bad. You couldn't see inside. So it had to 10 days and then we found out cruciate had gone. So I was out for a while and um, and that's what happened. But uh, luckily I got back in for the big game and, and um and scrambled through it but uh yeah but, but you know when you've had tablets like i've had which a lot of you know the rugby lads have them and we have them these they're like tablets that you have when you have an operation in the hospital so quite strong i felt quite good you know yeah and uh, got through the game fortunately yeah these so, are legal tablets by the way yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't want an exclusive like that from <laughs> but when i look back when i look back and I was saying to Wes Morgan, I did another one of these Zoom meetings the other night, Wes Morgan was on and uh, I was just telling him that, you know, like the doctors used to, they used to pay a doctor on the bus to inject me before a game to come down and, you know, they'd never do that now. No. You know, the, the safeguarding and um, and protection that you've There's got. been advances, hasn't there, in the, the medicine as well. So when James oh. Justin's got that injury now, you know, it isn't a career threatener as such anymore, oh. is it? You know, it's just a period of time out. We're all gutted yeah. for him because he's been absolutely sensational this season. Yeah, you're never the same after that injury. You're never the same. You is know. that psychological? No, I, I just, you know, for me, because it was my jumping leg, I'd jump off that leg and just never the same. And uh, even now, you can't bend, you can't bend down, can't kneel down. Um, but there's different, obviously, uh, ways now of doing these operations. So he'll get the best and uh, he'll be, you know, I don't think it'll affect a player like him in, in, as much as it would with me, with being a heavy kind of bloke at the time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, these lads are, are so much fitter than we were. Well, fitter in different ways, you know, of, of, of the techniques that they, they use now. Yeah, so it's a different world, isn't it? It is. Now, so- I am- I'm going to take you back to my youth a little bit, actually, Steve, while I've got you. So I, I was born in 1986. And I remember I was born yeah. into a family that was half Leicester and half Forest. And I used to go to my, to my granddad's and he used to say to me, why do you like Leicester? And it was because my dad, um, that my side, his side of the family, he said, who's your favourite player? I said, Steve Walsh. He said, oh, you, you don't want him. He's, he's dirty. He's always getting sent off. Yeah. Uh, I live in the West Midlands now. I live uh, and my wife's family are all Wolves fans. And I hear that still oh, quite oh, a lot. So talk to me about yeah. Steve Ball. Talk to me about well, your... Uh, occasions fighting you him. know what he was he was a handful you know and I needed to stop him I needed to slow him down even you know I'd literally try and kick him off the pitch it was as simple as that and uh he was game he'd get on with it he'd get up he'd chase everything down uh very difficult player to play against and uh through the years we had some real humdinger battles you know real off the ball incidents that if, if there was on Sky now, you'd be you'd be jailed, you know. Um, and he he kept getting up, and he he'd always shake my hand after the game. He's a he's a nice fella, you know. And I still got his teeth marks in my head from headbutting him, and <laughs> they were good days then, you know. And I've done a couple of Q and As with him, and we've laughed and joked about it now. But I mean, the fans fueled it, didn't they? I mean, every time we played, there was it was brilliant, you know. The atmosphere at them games, I, I used to love them games, Forest. You know, all the Midlands teams, Derby, they were the best games ever, you know, at Filbert Street when that were packed and full. There was, you know, I, I still think the atmosphere there is kind of uh, better than what it, it was in a Champions League game here. But uh, it certainly moved on. But uh, you'll never forget 
you know, that atmosphere, you know, and even scoring a goal in the cop end, it's just a, a feeling that you, you could never, it's an adrenaline rush that you could never experience. Um, I, couldn't. I couldn't. I can't describe it. it. It's just unreal. We can't, you know, I suppose footballers now, a bit mental, you, you can't recreate that kind of feeling. So it's, it's quite t- tough at times. Yeah, it was it was special down there, wasn't it? We had some nights. Yeah. Some of your goals are still getting shown, aren't they, on the pre-match? Yeah, still, I know yeah, it's been a yeah, while. But... Muzzy's got some cracking goals. Mine are all headers, I guess. I remember <laughs> the one against Fulham in the, the League Cup. Oh, yes. That was yeah. it. We never, ever left our seats. Me and my, my sort of late uh, father, we, we never left our seats before the end of the game. But uh, there was you've that got game. to tell I me think... something. Was you having a go at me when I uh, gave that ball away for the second? Uh, no, uh, my dad was though. Well, you should have. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> it, it was Paul Pesky Salido, wasn't it? Karen yeah. Brady's husband nipped in, um, yeah. and it was a poor ball. And then you managed to get I the kept equaliser playing long to make balls it. Down the, you know, yeah. all, all, and I tore all my groin. So before, I, you know, that's my excuse anyway. But I, the only reason why I didn't play it long was because I couldn't because of yeah. my, my, you know. And then when I'd obviously conceded, I just came to life and said that you know I'm, I'm more or less finishing my career. I can't finish on that. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I nodded that down for Marshy to get it back. Me and him in training used to do that all the time, every day, you know. And then he's laid one on for me and uh, I, I never felt that groin when I scored that goal, you know. <laughs> but that was right in front of the cop. That was yeah. probably one of the... That and the Arsenal game were the best ever feelings of, I've ever had in football, you know. And you can you can ask me questions, um, you know, what's the best moment in your career? And I've got to say Derby, yeah, for certain reasons, but Arsenal and Fulham... Were, uh, that fantastic. Arsenal game was insane. Like well, I think that, was that our first season or second season back in the Premier League under Martin yeah. O'Neill, and and yeah. I'm sure we were heading into the 90th minute two 0 down, weren't we? Got it yeah, back to two all. We I tell you, I just remember him getting the, the second one on 90 minutes. I think it was anyway, and then Bergkamp scored yeah. the 93rd or something, and then yeah, uh, yeah it just uh, it was incredible. Yeah, you upset him right that game, didn't you? What what happened? Yeah, it all happened me right. Well, he's just mouthing off and, uh, you know, he gave me a lot of stick. And uh, so, you know, I obviously gave him a bit back and it all kicked off after, you know. Um, but Arsenal was a tough team to play. They were um, incredible, really. I, we, we never got a result away. I can't remember getting a result that I played in ever yeah. there. No. You scored a cracker there, though, didn't you, at Highbury? I did, yes. Yeah, <laughs> an on goal, yeah, that everyone will... Uh, Remember, yeah. If the Zoom call goes now, I well, know it's because I've got to yeah. being off his line for that. Yeah, it's, too yeah. right. Yeah, too right. It's, it's definitely Casey's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, that, that was a game that just had it all, though, that game. But that team under Martin O'Neill, that was special, wasn't it? Because, you know, you look at the side we've got now, we've got some really talented players in there. And we've yes, we've got a world-class manager, in, in, in my opinion. But that team that we had, and this is no disrespect to one in, in it, we had some great players, but the... the the team was more than a sum of its parts, wasn't it? What made them so special? What made you guys so special? Yeah, I, I guess it, a lot of a lot of it was our team spirit and um, what 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 it was. It, there, there was class players, you know. You look at Muzzy, you look at Lennon, Matt Elliott was the, there. Was some real good buys from O'Neill, you know. I don't know how he recruited people, um, you know. I don't know whether John Robertson had a hand in that as well, um, but. When you look in the Heskey, how he came on, uh, you know, how he brought him on and how he used him. Uh, you know, Steve Guppy was nurtured into one of the best, you know, wing backs going. Pontus came up, you know, the uh, the Swede, it was unbelievable. Uh, so you look at that squad, it was, it was developed into, it's just a shame Martin didn't stay really because we, uh, we could have won more than yeah. I think if he'd have stayed. 
Uh, you enjoyed working with him, Steve. Was he was he was he great to work with, Martin? He was he was strange in his ways. <laughs> yeah, very strange. I found it very you know. He, he used he could walk past you without saying anything. Um, you know, if you're injured or you know you've done something wrong or whatever. He, he was he was good with you know. He had his blue eye boys. Um, you know, Muzzy probably near Lennon at times pushed him to the limit. And uh, off the field, that was it was crazy, you know. But we created this atmosphere. We wanted to win games, and you know, we fought for everything we got, really. And you know that there was games that in London that were difficult games, you know, against uh, the crazy gang. And I believe that you know we outfought them once, and that that was the end of them. That's that was the decline. And yeah. uh, I can still vividly remember that, you know, the blasting music out, knocking on the wall, and the really irritating on the pitch, the incidents, and uh, we just had to fight them, and we did. And uh, we had a solid uh, relationship, all of us, um, you know, win, lose, a draw, we'd go out together. And uh, that's when you could have a drink, you know, uh, which we, uh, you know, I'd still refer to us as a pub team in a, in a sense, but <laughs> one of the best around. We were certainly, you know, you spoke about uh, Filbert Street and I don't think anyone enjoyed coming to Filbert Street. You've got the three at the back yourself, yeah. Jerry Taggart and Matt Elliott. That was uh, a hell of a, yeah. <laughs> hell of yeah, a wall to a, face, wasn't many it? many people got past us, you know, you know, even if you had a lot of pace, we, 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 we kind of comfortable with it. We read things well. Uh, well organised, well drilled, and we were a threat. We set pieces, you know, the, like the old style when you throw throw me or Matt Elliott tags up front, uh, you know, for the last 10, 15 minutes, even, you know, just to get get back in the game. And it worked so many times; it was unbelievable. Did you enjoy playing up front? Because obviously you were thrown yeah, up front was a release, quite a few really. times, wasn't it? Because the pressures on, you know, uh, don't make any uh, bars about it. You know, when when you're playing at the back, you're under pressure, and um, one mistake. You're crucified uh, up front. There's a freedom, but I, in training, I would never play at the back. I always used to just enjoy playing um, up front and scoring goals. And I started with you know with Brian Little. I'd, he, he'd train as well, and um, I think he obviously saw it and uh, and tried it, and it, and it and it came off and it worked really well because. I think Brian Little was, you know, in his day, he was small and he had Peter with or uh, forget the other partner that he had and small and, and, and big strikers really uh, was the was the way, you know, Keegan and um, for Liverpool, who was it? The big... Uh, uh, Ian Rush. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Aldridge. Kevin Keegan and a big, there was a big striker, weren't at the time, but a small and, and, and big again and, it, and it's, it was the right combination and it worked so many times and um, David Lowe joking with me you know um, all of them um, it worked really well and I'd get a bit of pace around uh, me and uh, I'd win the ball in the air and, but I, I started to learn how to finish quite well and um, and I had a really good spell you know I think I scored 18-9 in one season that was a 93 season I think yeah. when we got to Wembley again and, um, and then we suffered the heartbreak there of you know another penalty decision um, and and obviously the next year was Derby, so it was great. Yeah, it was much better the year after, wasn't it? Yeah. And in terms of the, the socialising that was going on, what's it like when a new player comes into that? Because at Leicester at the minute, we've got this tight knit um, unit, if you like. Obviously, we're going to need to do a little bit of recruitment this summer. I don't personally think there'll be too much because of the, the financial side of it. Is there any danger when we go into a new transfer window that that can change? Because we saw it change quite rapidly during the end of your sort of time at Leicester with I think Peter Taylor that, coming in. I think nowadays that 
there's so much um, that they look into one player and they'll find out his demeanour, his ways, his, you know, is he respectful, is he nice, is he technically, uh, you know, does he fit into um, the blueprint of how we play? Is he, does he work hard? Um, so all this now is is different than it was. There's no doubt that uh, some players can um, cause unrest in, a, in in the camp and that's up to the manager to identify somebody. Uh, saying that Martin O'Neill took Stan Collymore when um, probably nobody else would have took him. And, how, uh, how was he to win with? He told the line, did Stan, he, he, he had respect for us. Um, and he, he fitted in nicely, to be fair. Um, you know, because there was me, Matelia, Milena, and big voices in that dressing room that he was never going to, um, you know, go head to head with. So it worked quite well. Uh, but, you know, as far as Leicester now, like I said, the remit, the way that they, um, the, the homework they do on players now um, before they buy someone is is uh, really rigorous, you know? Yeah, it's moved on a little bit. You've not been back to La Manga with uh, Stan Collins all <laughs> since? No, I was only allowed What, what happened? What happened? I'm allowed again. I'm glad I didn't go on the second one. <laughs> oh, too right, yeah. yeah. That was like something out of a horror movie, wasn't it? That was all right. <laughs> you were there, weren't you, when he set the fire extinguisher off? Yeah, right next to him, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, I don't know what came over him, but it caused a, a big problem. It did, yeah. National media, but he came home oh. and, uh, he, and smashed a hat-trick in, didn't we'd he? We'd have to meet at the pub to tell that story, because it takes about half an hour for me All to right. tell it. But, well, uh, that's that's fine. We'll yeah. get the beers in. We'll, yeah, we'll sort that out. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Uh, Brendan Rogers, do you think you know you would have enjoyed working with him? I know he's a different yeah. coach to the ones you would have worked with, but he's top class, isn't he? What do you see of him around He's the brilliant, club? and I know, I hear about training ground, how he is so... Uh, tactical, aware of things. He's so hands-on with everything, very meticulous, organised, um, you know, and a, and a real tactical, he's got brilliant tactical brain for me. I think he he's the best manager that we've had, you know, for a long, 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 long time and one of the best ever he could be if uh, if things keep progressing like they are. I think, uh, I think he, you can tell that he gets on with all the players. Uh, they, you know, looking up to him, but they they've got brains these footballers you know the you know you see Madison going on TV now he's like uh, a great pundit already uh, but he's clever you can see he's being taught well by um, Brendan he brings on the the youngsters you can see their education coming through Brendan is is bringing all the young lads on so it, it's brilliant to see we're in a good place Leicester yeah. the foundations are set uh, you like I say it's just keeping people fit you know but this pandemic has really hit people hard and um, the pitches have changed though I believe that the pitches are definitely to do with um, some of the injuries that I mean you you remember you go to Derby or Leicester Filbert Street you'd sink at a foot in yeah. in that uh, the gold mouth yeah in, in the one at the double decker end you know it, it was that far my boot would, would go down and now and there's a give, you know. There's a lot of giving. Derby's ground was, a, you know, a shit all really. really the baseball awful. ground, yeah, oh, awful, wasn't it? Yeah. It was such, you know, so much uh, giving the pitch that the injuries weren't, you know, you're getting loads of cruciate and knee injuries now. Yeah, there's no, well, there's no uh, give. I can uh, I can confirm that the pitch at the King Power Stadium is like a carpet. You you were my manager there actually two years ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, trophy! You yeah, I played. I was in goal, um, and I let you oh. down. So yeah, we we had a game. So had to put a name in the hat 
to uh, to play. And it was just a, it was a month before I got married, and all my wife was saying to me was, "Look, don't go and break your leg." So I got there, and they were like, "Where, where can you play?" And I thought, "I'll play anywhere." And then everyone turned yeah. up, and they were that little bit younger and that little bit fitter. And I thought, "This is a really really bad idea." So I said, oh, "I'll go in goal." But yeah, we we lost four three in the end. That's right, I remember it? Yeah. The, the winner yeah. crept sort of just crept past me, so I thought I'll come out my goal and uh, <laughs> take a few of them on, which I did. But I really enjoyed yeah. it. It was unbelievable yeah. experience yeah. To, to be part of that. Uh, yeah. Are we going to finish in the top four this season, Steve? Yeah, I'd like to think so. You've got to you've got to be positive. I, I, before the last few games, I, I, you know, Ian Actual's just come into things. Um, I, I was, I'm a bit sceptical. I just think that we've been derailed with key injuries, and I and I just didn't I didn't see it getting any better. Um, so I, I was I was very negative in my thoughts, but you know, when I look now, how he finds a way, does Brendan, and um, and he has done. I mean that performance yesterday again um, just shows you where where we are. And um, it, it, like I said, if if these couple of injuries were you know we'd not got them, then for yeah we'd be looking at definite second place. You know, um, we'd it'd be a great achievement to be in the top four. Like I said, we're seven points above fifth. I think now. Um, it, it's there for the taking. We've got to win the games, though, that we need to, and then lower teams especially. Um, but, you know, like I said, knowing less, they'll probably do it the hard way. But um, it's there this season. I do think we will. Yeah, I think we'll scramble over the line. Um, Great for the fans, wouldn't it, to be back yeah, in the Champions but, League? Yeah, we could even season. go one better. We could get that second spot now, you know, looking at it. Uh, I don't know Man United's fixtures, but uh, they are, in, you know, they're, they're a good team, really. You know, they, they played on... Thursday was it or Wednesday? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday night, um, and they looked a bit sluggish to me. They, they played better than that. I can't believe they rested. Um, you know, Luke Shaw and um, was Fernandez. It? Yeah, Fernandez. So that was a strange one, but that's the modern day climate at the moment. Uh, but we took full advantage of it. And we looked. We look. I think we're a better team than them. There's no doubt. You know, our team is definitely better than theirs. And you talk about all these big. You know, the big six now, Leicester are going to be one of them. You know, you've got Arsenal struggling, Tottenham are on fire. Um, Chelsea still, you know, okay, Tickle's doing well, but I, they don't look complete to me. Um, and I think we're better than, than them three teams already, you know. So we, where we are in the league is fair. And, um, you know, I just thought we'd see it through now. And we deserve, um, we deserve to, to get there if we don't. Then you know we've been derailed with injuries at the wrong time, but uh, it's up to us. It's in our hands, which is great. It's always a great thing. Uh, you know we're putting pressure on everybody to win now. They're stumbling, so uh, you know, like I said, Man City's a, a, a tester, uh, but after that we've got four games that I think we can we can win them all. And we uh, we need to. Yeah, absolutely. You know what a what a roller coaster it has been. You know from yeah. following them into League One, this is normal yeah. for us now, and it's it's unbelievable. Just before I let you go, yeah. do, you have, do you have a favourite red card? Because I've got a favourite red card. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Them. All of them. My favourite, I think, was, was your last one, Chris Sutton in the FA Cup. Oh, and he, God, and he, yeah. he, he was he was a pain that day, wasn't he? You had to give him a bit of an elbow yeah, there to yeah. sort him out. Crazy. That cost me 70 grand, that did. Did it really? It did, yeah. Yeah, because I missed out on um, the final. I missed out on all the bonuses pro rata for that year um, because it, it, it's all... Because uh, we qualified for Europe, you see. Um, so... That was a, a messy sending off for me, and uh, it was just repaying an old debt, really, in a, in a sense. <laughs> and 
I was, I was just stupid, reacting. He was nipping me from behind and I just elbowed him. Absolute madness. And uh, What we'll I see is we'll, worst. We'll, we'll have a whip round and see if we can get another 70 grand to send you back <laughs> in to do it again. Yeah. But no, Steve, I'm it's still been, paying it off now. It's been amazing to speak to you tonight. Uh, no, thanks brilliant. so much for, for joining us. And, I've enjoyed you know, it, lads. I, yeah, anytime, good. Anytime, anytime you want me on, yeah, there's no problem. Smashing. Thank you very much, Steve. We'll let All you right, go and enjoy your yeah. evening. Yeah, Thank nice you. to uh, see you guys. Good luck, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Right, that's shirt there at the top there, Steve. Yeah, I've brought an old one out for you. Yeah. That's a good one, mate. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cheers then, so, fellas. See you yeah. later. Right. Take care. Bye now. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.